Hey, back to part two with Ingrid Boudet. Continue your hey. conversation, my friend. Go ahead. No more noise, Toronto. No more. Um, <laughs> so we we worked together. So Toronto Noise Coalition and I, we um, covered every single public consultation. We did follow-up sessions. And then what we did was we created email templates for people to email the city. And that was really successful. So the city got 2,200 emails. Oh, nice. Wow, that's great. Nice. Yeah, and that was all by October 15th. So that was just pretty nutty, I have to say. Um, and then after that, it was like, okay, so what's going to happen next? And what they announced was that initially the noise bylaws were going to be reviewed by the Economic and Community Development Committee on November 28th. But due to the resounding feedback and involvement from the public, they pushed it to January 11th. Oh, wow. So that bought me a little bit more time. I think um, they were overwhelmed by the response, eh? They were. And the other thing was that they mentioned that they wanted to reach out to stakeholders. And this is one of the things like with motor vehicles, the city can only um, enforce the bylaws on stationary vehicles. The city cannot stop a moving vehicle. So that's why the 311 requests for moving vehicles go from the city, they're closed, and then they tell you to contact the police. Okay. So I asked them at the beginning of the motor vehicle noise um, public consultation, I said, have you talked with the police? Because clearly you guys are partners. The city has the sound level meters and the police stop the vehicle so that the sound level meters can be tested. Have you talked with them? Uh, I was thinking of this comedy sketch when you talked in the first, first interview, but you got to call the police to catch them. So here in Victoria Park, they have speeding all night, like every night, racing, four o'clock. So here we are, I got to call the police. You're, I'm out the corner of my cell phone. You got to call the police. I got to call the police. Zoom. I got to call the police. <laughs> You're trying to catch up with the police, right? He's like, buddy, quit calling us. Well, they're speeding all the time back and forth, you know? So what's, what's the point of calling the police? They're not going to respond quick enough, you know? It's an emergency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's where prevention really comes in. Um, and so what I've been doing in the meantime was I've been deputing for the night economy, which you saw. Um, and I've been I've been working on the media campaign. So I'm so thankful because people who um, donated. So I, I'm working with the small change fund so that people can donate and get a charitable tax receipt. And uh, I initially, I'd never done this before. Um, so I reached out and, you know, asking for money's not easy, yeah, but you got to do it. I've been yeah. doing most of this scared most of the time. I just go, it's got to be done. So Ingrid, get over yourself and do so it. Is the, are you registered as a charity or what? No, I'm not. This is just a grassroots organization. Yeah. No More Noise is a grassroots organization. Um, I created Datensoft as yeah. a pet project that might turn into something, but we'll see. Datensoft actually mean is German for Daten is data and Saft is juice. So it's data juice yeah. is my company name because I want to sip the data like what I've got back here out of the city um, and have people contribute crowdsourced information. Um, I have to ask you, are, so, you amazed, are you amazed that people are responding with all the stuff going on that you started and creating and now they're getting back to you? Like just... It's wild. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. You know, I've got over five thousand dollars in donations, and I had somebody contribute. Wow. And I don't. It's actually going to show up on the on the on the website due to technical stuff. But um, somebody donated three thousand dollars from a from the family foundation. So I've got let's just say seven thousand dollars to spend yeah. on a media campaign. And I just had a call this morning to figure out how we're going to best use that money to get out of the echo chamber. We need to influence political decision makers, but we also need to influence um, people 
to get engaged. There's so much apathy. There's so much, you know, I've called 311 and nothing's happened. There's no point. The city's not going to do anything. Well, they certainly won't do anything if we don't do anything. Yeah. So change happens when somebody does something. You're doing something. I'm doing something. All, all of the other people on your on your podcast who I, yeah. who I had a I was going to ask. They're all doing I was, something. I was going to ask you, um, have you got, have you thought of any, like, any pamphlets like going in the mail? Like, like, you know, you always get stuff in the mail, but just talk about noise or whatever it said. Yeah. Okay, the brochures, the people, let people aware, educate people out there, like, you know, like noise thing and all that. Like, like, like your graph, like, this decibel affects your child's earring, whatever, or, you know, certain parts of the day. People like start reading, go, oh, I never thought that noise. Yeah, you're right. And then maybe they'll click on them in the future, it'll hit them in a little spot, and, you know, like one thing leads to another, right? Well, like you, yeah. like how you started, right? The brochures yeah. I don't know how much brochures cost. I know the uh, Canada Post has a system of distributing them all where you get a sort of a deal. Maybe get a good, like, uh, I don't know, this, would this be also like a good tax uh, incentive for getting your for tax? tax write-off whatever i don't know if there's any one backward bonder for city uh purposes or giving back to the uh, oh you get stuff for political campaigns and city doing stuff for the city or donations to uh, functions but as for noise i don't know if that'd be I don't know if that'd be covered or something new or what but that'd be kind of neat to see you know yeah it would be but, neat to see and and we need to put noise on the radar noise is the it, urban tra urban um noise is the number two urban environmental health hazard according to the world health organization the first one is air pollution we have to breathe. So air pollution's number one and it's been around and every, everywhere. But the thing is what we're learning about noise is we cannot close our ears and our Ooh. bodies can't stop listening. It's so noise pollution, we, I was talking about, I was in the other day driving a diesel, diesel car, diesel truck or a car in front of me. And I got to turn my vents to, to recycle inside, like within, because it's just, it just stinks, right? The diesels are just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think diesels should be around anymore. That's what I believe. I think they should be gone. You know that they, they were they're worse smelling than uh than uh than propane and oh sorry propane's worse than diesel and then gas for me yeah propane yeah. I just can't stand I can't stand propane the smell of trucks the, you know just the the raunchy stuff I hate it you know yeah well I think we've all kind of had it a little bit with the old way of doing things I yeah. still love the smell of gas you I just, just think it was great you know but I mean this was twenty years ago yeah. now I I smell it and it's like holy smokes that's killing our planet. Yeah. That's the one, this is the one planet we can live on, you know, and I've been riding my bike forever because I kept, I kept saying, I should be getting money back for riding my bike because I'm saving the healthcare system, I'm saving the planet, and I'm getting good exercise, you know? That's a good incentive, um, getting money back for riding your bike and uh, creating an annual, uh, getting with the talk city. I was going to ask you a question, you, you know, the third coming into Ontario place, they want to bring Ontario. So imagine that, if that gets passed, which I hope they don't, can you imagine that noise is going to happen there? Oh, and did you see that they are actually, the province specifically said that the noise bylaws of the city of Toronto will not be applied to Ontario Place. I heard about that. Yeah. Why is that? It doesn't because make any sense. Because they want Live Nation to be as loud as they freaking want. And that yeah. will actually, so that will impact Toronto Island. That'll impact yeah. the harbor front. That'll impact Humber Bay Shores. That will impact the island itself. Um, and people rocking and taking their bikes. For the, how many years doing this my Ontario place now you've got this whole thing built up so instead of walking casually you're gonna like walk really fast or bike fast to get away from the noise you know oh absolutely it'll and that will impact Liberty Village like it will impact hundreds and that, of thousands and that'll create more stress in your system because you just want to get away from it you know they're not looking at the long-term plan I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a big mistake bringing this in you know oh 
absolutely. There, there's no question. I, 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 I ride by there fairly often, and it's um, and now the black wall of shame and all of that, you know, <laughs> and and that's just where again we are prioritizing corporate profits over public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. profit over people's personal safety. And I, well, you know, they want to move on to they want to the science center. And they're going to build condos there. Can you imagine the people living there all those years, settle in, and like that's going to go on, like you know, with the whole zoning and all that? Oh gosh. No, and uh, and a gentleman, his name is Todd Irving, and he's doing a walk this weekend on the trees. Um, that is that are in at the science or yeah, at the science center, and he was he posted some pictures, and there's beautiful trees that they saved when they built it. Yeah, and it's like if they destroy that, they're destroying that whole ecosystem. Thanks for mentioning. Thank you for mentioning that. that because, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I remember watching the surveys of the guy that built it. He built it in a way that it, it would eventually evolve, not evolve, but grow with the, the forestry around it, and that's the way it is. You break up that system, people don't realize that that thing's it's 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 with it's it's mixed with the uh, environment, the forestry there, like you said, the way it's built. But if you take that away, that even the structure you take away alone, that's going to affect the whole ecosystem there, right there. That's going to affect people's health. So. Yeah, because in in between those two buildings is a ravine. Well, in that ravine, you might actually get one of the quietest spots in Toronto because of the protection of the buildings. Yeah. And yeah. so if you take those buildings away and you suddenly build condos there, that is inviting all of that soundscape into that place. So when you talk about the effect of wildlife, songbirds, wild birds, um, animals and deer, all of them. So there's a really great book. I'm just gonna grab it. You might like it too. It's actually called Sounds. Can it come up on the screen? Pull it back a bit maybe. Okay. There we go. Get it. Oh, okay, I've heard about this. Karen Baker, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is great. It talks about ultrasound, infrasound, and how animals hear. Like we, we have the we have the audacity to think, well, because we can't hear it. Nope, nothing else is nothing, <laughs> no, it's not nothing else the plot. Give me a break. When they talk about bats and echolocation, that's all high frequency. Whales communicate across the Pacific Basin. Yeah. In low frequency, in certain there's certain thermoclines in the ocean that are like, like, like like um um audio networks and so yeah. they can be i don't know i'm just going to make an there's, example there's, and there's no there's no surveys i can find i've looked into there's no surveys done about the after effects of building these structures there how it's going to affect nature well they did a few surveys the city will release some of the stuff i've checked into it but there's not, there's not been any surveys like things that come like things after the effects of building this taking those trees away from ontario place all that you know the canopy space you know the lack yeah. of trees and all but if there's not, there should be a survey. There should be, a, I don't know why they don't ask me. Get a court order, put a stop to this, and say we want surveys done to see how it's going to affect people's health. Like, example, people walking by this area, you know, construction and all that stuff. Absolutely. But they've exempted themselves from environmental assessment. Yeah. Assessment yeah, I would just, did you go to the uh, Ontario, Ontario Place for All back in this back in the spring? They had the uh, third no. people there. That, no, I was there. They had the third people in. They had people from city staff. And I asked the question, have you done enough surveys? And the lady said, there will be some plant life that will, or wildlife that will be destroyed. We take that account. What do you mean you take that account? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know? child in there, you know. Sorry, that made me want to You but know, but that's the thing. If it doesn't probably, affect them, they don't care. They think nature is secondary. Nature sustains all of us. You all know? of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the interesting, so building codes um our our developers when they build a building they need to they have a noise study and that noise study is what the building emits into the environment 
So HVAC systems, you know, that kind of thing. The thing is that they don't study is when you've got one building up and then you build another building right across the street from it, yeah. you, this, this, this new, this, this old building is suddenly getting way more noise. And I had somebody um, actually text me um, on the Facebook group and they live out. Um, so Humber Bay Shores is a really dense area. And these people live north of the gardener um, in a house. And they said their place is louder because of all the noise reflecting off the buildings in Humber Bay Shores going into their single family residential area. They're like, it is distinctly louder. On a sound level meter, like what I've got here, that may not actually show up in a measurement because these measurements are generally um, you, you get the highest level of sound. You don't get all these other little nuances underneath, which is why I, when I looked at the initial how loud is too loud um, report and I saw their heat maps. So they show a picture of Toronto and they show that the gardener and the high and the DVP 401 is, is orange to red, which is 80 to 100 decibels over a course of 24 hours. But they didn't show these individual noise spikes. And I'm like, I'm not hearing 80 to 90 decibels all the time. I'm hearing individual accelerations. And then that is those intermittent noise spikes that I've really started to, to started to study because they don't show up and they're not talked about. But when you've got one building here yeah. and then another building goes up and you've got these intermittent noise spikes. I was on a I was on a building where I was on the fifth, the 14th, and the 20th floors. The decibel level was exactly the same on the 20th floor as it was on the fifth. Hmm. So you Reflective, we said this is military re reflective imagery, reflective uh, communication. Yeah, buildings, like you said, like like down, even like, uh, you know, when you go on the uh, the gardener, they have these condos there, right? I remember as a kid driving, when you go there, you can feel that sound, like we got the windows down, you can feel that sound vibrating through the windows. Before, before they weren't there, there was nothing all clear. Well, people don't realize it, because you got the radio on, but you turn the radio off, just like that. You know, like when I was on the ship in the military, we had a thing called uh, radar silence, right? So we're in like training. So the whole ship goes in complete silence because of training, because you can't make one noise. I used to love it because you can make one noise whatsoever. You have to hear everything low, low lights and all this stuff. Wow. I said, you know, I, just, I said, I wish I could have 24 hours. <laughs> it's so great for my ears, you know, it's just perfect. You know, we should have, we should have. System. You know, they have the, um, they have that thing called Lights Out Toronto every year or whatever. Around the world, they do this thing, Lights Out. We should do um, like, we should do thing for noise. What do you think? You know, absolutely. I had a, actually had a friend um, suggest that and he was saying Canada Day that we should just, you know, stop traffic on Canada Day. And, um, you know, I mean, fireworks are, are a whole separate ball. Of oh, wax, yeah, yeah, I was getting to that one. <laughs> right. But um, but it's one of those things where imagine if we could actually feel it. And so this is where I'm blessed in that I have the ability to leave the city and I need to leave about once a month. And I go to provincial parks. I yeah, go and I love, yeah. I stay in camp cabins and those camp cabins are just amazing little pieces, amazing little sanctuaries. And I go there so I can sleep with the window open and actually, you know, sleep. And I, when I here at home, I sleep maybe six, seven hours a night. And even then it's generally quite fragmented, but there I get there and I sleep 10 hours for three days straight, nice. you know? Because yeah, that, only, that's uh, what the rest my body needs. Yeah, you, do, you need that. There's only, I just thought there's only one time in, Every year, the city goes quiet for two minutes during emergency break, right? If you're they, the uh, the TTC stops their vehicles, people 
quiet, they bow down, do a prayer. That's the only time in the city you'll see you're quiet for two minutes, and that's it. That's yeah. two minutes of quiet. And you really, and you know, when I'm downtown watching the parade, you really feel that. You know, you yeah. feel that that dampening, less noise, yeah. just yeah. two minutes, you know. Well, I think we kind of got that a little bit in those first few months of COVID. Yeah. yeah. The earth actually moved less. It's yes. on the Richter scales, you know, that, that the earth moved less. And that's how much we impact <laughs> the big globe called the wow. earth, <laughs> which is incredible. But that's where I think a lot of people kind of went, wow, I can actually hear birds. I actually feel better. What's, what's all this about, you know? And then... That's when I really got twigged to noise, especially vehicle noise, because I was woken up by a motorcycle at 3.30 in the morning and I timed it on my watch and I could hear that sucker for about seven kilometers away. Oh and God. I was like, wow, so that is one vehicle in my soundscape right now. What happens when there's thousands of them? And that's where now we've changed. We work from home. We we are, you know, um, we're, we're, we're a little, we, we kind of had that little blip of, Oh, I actually think like maybe cities could be quieter, but then we've literally come back way the other way. More vehicles on our streets, improper mufflers all over the place. Construction twenty four seven. I went down to uh, for a cycle cycle Toronto. Do you have you met uh, Allison Stewart? Oh yeah, she's lovely. She's lovely yeah. yeah, a nice lady. I went I went down for like they had a survey uh, survey for the mayor candidates, so I went down for the survey for the celebration. But before that, I went down there. And I'm Catholic, so I watch mass when I can, or on TV or home. So, so this is funny. I was so I had an hour before the thing started the event. So I was down on Bay, right before you know behind City Hall. There's a little greenery there. So I was there watching mass, literally, for half an hour. And the and it was the amount of noise, you know, the uh, construction, uh, uh, city trucks going by, and the traffic. Just like I had it on full. That was just. Definitely. I mean, I heard the mass and it was so, so loud, right? Just to hear this audio thing for half an hour, right? And it was just nonstop half an hour. It just killed me. I was like, yeah. I was standing like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. I can't even hear my, I can't even hear mass and beat. It's just, just in yeah. a little quarter, you know? Yeah. No matter where you go in the city, it's like that. It's all like that, you know? It is. And you know, so much of it is unnecessary and preventable. And I think that's the thing that I really want to get to is bylaws are great. Yeah. But you need to have enforcement of them. And then enforcement is after the bylaw. We need to have prevention. So back to the city inspecting, you know, shops, but also something. So apparently it's called, uh, and I just, I just blanked on the name, Drive Ontario. So they took away drive clean for passenger cars, mm -hmm. but not for commercial vehicles. And they realized that the, some tweaks needed to be made. So there's a new program coming out where they are looking at doing safety and emissions inspections for commercial vehicles. Oh, good. And this is supposed to start this year, but I was on Young, um, Young and north of Eglinton, kind of, kind of like I think up in your area, and there was a two dump trucks. No, it was a dump truck and then a, um, a, gar a um, cement mixer. And I swear those pipes were just right out of the engine and it was just like, you know, and those are really loud and they use emergency brakes off of my, off of my, off of where I live all the time at three in the morning. And it's like, and there's actually a sign that says, please avoid use of engine brakes, you know? So there's a culture that we now have in the car culture where they're saying, Hey, you want to have, you want to get attention, put an aggressive <laughs> note. You know, and, and so they're so they're amplifying making noise. And there was yeah. a really interesting article about why people make noise. 
And it's, it's, it's kind of a little nasty because they're saying some, some of these people are making the noise to inflict pain on others. Yeah, because they enjoyed it. They, they, you know, I see that, yeah, they just rub the lower up and all that. I'm going to ask, what's your opinion about subways? Like, I'm, uh, subways, the sound of subways and all. I live oh, in Montreal. Yeah. I live, well, Montreal, I live there so quick because they have, their wheels are rubber. Like, over here, our wheels are not made of rubber. They're... They're, they're metal at all. That's why they get, that's where you get all the grinding noise. Like, you know, just when you get, you be a habitual subway rider. Like, I used to take a TTC for an hour and a half each way. And I used to know which station would make the most noise, like the screeching and all. <laughs> yep. And, and it's preventable. And people that, you know, like I was um, in Woodbine there where they have a short turn and they don't grind down the tracks. And these oh. poor people were suffering. <laughs> And those are really high screeching, yeah, yeah. like nails on the chalkboard kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, these people must be losing their marbles. And there's houses beside them. They must be just every day. I'm like, oh gosh. And, and the thought that we get used to it, no, we don't. No. Our bodies are made to listen. That's why alarm clocks work. Yeah. You know, so so putting this is, is and, and I mean, I was going to draw the analogy to the trucker convoy back in, in Ottawa, right? Like they monopolized the area through sound. And you yeah. know what created, what, what restored equity? In enforcing the noise bylaw. That's how important it is. It was and, so bad. and some people could not leave. We had a friend come and stay with us because he was like, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I can't, yeah. I can't go shopping. Yeah. I can't sleep. I can't think. And he's lucky he could leave. We had a place for him, but other people don't. And oh, they were like 24 hours of the noise just constantly going on and making, oh, yeah, I heard Intentional. I know. Yeah. And it's when we have no control over something, because air is public space. So yeah. somebody makes a noise. You know, I mean, no matter how much window covering, no matter what we have, noise comes through. It, wasn't just, it, was, it was just not just one person. It was like a whole conglomerate of people doing this on purpose. Yeah, no, I had people in Ottawa. They just said, "I can't even wake up. I can't even go to sleep." You know, because their house, their house or apartment just down the road. And you know, like I said, about buildings reflective, the reflective sound within buildings. You know. Oh just yeah, and then you have to go shopping, and you get physically, you know, verbally abused. Like it, it was just it, a terrible situation. And I think that's where we just need to. I've a friend of mine. Her name is Claire Kumar, and she works on creating a more sensitive environment for, or a more. I'm forgetting her, her her slogan right now, but it's a more tender world. And you know, the idea of having empathy for people and recognizing that we're not all the same, but that doesn't mean, so the other thing that she really helped me understand is that rather than saying that people have a diagnosis or they're this or they're that, how about just expanding the spectrum of normal? Yeah. Now, some of us, you know, like you're hearing, you're on this end of the spectrum. Probably other people are on the other end of the spectrum, but it's all normal. It's okay. Yeah. And that we need okay, to design yeah. spaces that accommodate for how different we are. We are not robots. And we we really just need to get to a place where we can um, have more empathy. But I don't think we can have more empathy if we're chronically tired. If um, So noise Noise creates um, increased anxiety, increased depression, chronic sleep disturbance. Um, then when we actually hear the intermittent noise spikes like I have behind me, that creates a stress response, which, ex which is we have no control over it. It's like blinking. It just happens in our body, which, in which, which creates a thickening of our arteries, which can lead to heart attacks, which can lead to strokes. 
Like the noise, the impacts of noise are well understood. You it's know? a good point you made. I was going to ask you about that point. Have they uh, have any proven recorded history of where noise impacts the health in certain categories, like a heart, uh, blood pressure? Have they have that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We now have longitudinal studies where they have managed to, and that's where Tor Oyamo is just an amazing resource, and I'm very thankful for him. Um, but that's where they have these longitudinal studies. Now we didn't have this before. Air pollution's been studied a long time. We can see it. You know, we know when it's a smoggy day, but air pollution we can't see. So yeah. it's been one of those harder things to study. But now, as he says, the studies have been done. And if the World Health Organization declares it the number two urban health hazard, and that's a, that it's a, a an issue globally now. Um, we really just need to start paying attention to it. The studies are done. We know it. The thing is, is that we've been prioritizing corporate profit and expediency over our public health. And if we don't have our health, we've got nothing. We can't buy our health and we can't buy time. And also you mentioned earlier, you talked about earlier about nature. Nature is also the biggest thing too. Not just us being affected. Nature gets affected by their, by their cycle of life, way affected by man-made noise, you know, when you see them moving out of this certain systems. I mean, we, we, I don't think there's any proper studies about that. Like say, say like a example, of, uh, uh, a, a colony of ants or something, you know, that noise affects them that they move their system and how they affect the economy with their moving and their feeding and passing on. And that affects that area. And then you see a change in that area. And they haven't any studies about that. I like to see that actually, you know, just see yeah. how nature's affected and how nature's movements because of man's reaction to the noise and pollution have changed their way are working with the ecosystem and now it's affecting us because it comes back to us eventually you know it comes to us to the biodiversity they there are there they are very well there there's good studies on that so one of the studies was that in a environment you know in a field somewhere what they did was they played um sounds and so when it was quiet everything was normal that was the control then they played car sounds and the animals moved away, you know, <laughs> and then they played people sounds and animals moved away, you know. So when you look at it and I mean, ants is one thing, but when you think about our fish and our underwater populations, yeah. some, they, they're saying that sometimes whales and dolphins are breached. They're, they're, they are, they're beaching themselves because they've lost their major pod. They've lost yeah. their group. They are an extremely connected species. And the reason why is because our oceans are so bloody loud. Yeah, yeah. I got you know, and sound travels further and faster underwater than in air. Like, who would have thought? But well, we, under, we underestimate the uh, nature and the whales, especially whales and uh, their intelligence and all. We still learn from oh. Yeah. I'm going to tell my favorite whales. I got to tell my favorite whales story quickly. When sure. I was in uh, BC, post in the military, I was on a ship on Terra Nova. So we used to go down and have to fix this, this uh, nuclear weapon called an Azrock. <laughs> so it was these five, five of us going down the, down the bottom of the ship. You have to get redo it or whatever. So I was there in my scuba gear. And there's five of us that all go for lunch. I have to hang out and still do something. I said, you guys go ahead. I'll do my thing. And I also have a thing for nature, especially water and whales. So I was thinking of that. I tell the story every day. I tell, at that point, I was thinking, you know, in the water, by the ship. I said, you know, just a quick lesson. Oh, I'd love to touch a whale. And just like, right there, this killer whale, Orca, because that's in BC, came out of nowhere, just right up there and I'm like freaking out right my eyes are popping I'm like scared shitless you don't see my language I'm going okay I'm gonna I want to touch you I said I'm gonna get one chance it's gonna it's gonna kill me <laughs> but I went man so it just it just happened as my train of thought so I put my hand up and I just touched really lightly and it just went gone never thought again 
I mean, the, all these guys on my, on my, uh, my uh, Navy guys on the ship, they had seen all this, so they had the weapons out ready to kill the whale. That's not going to eat me. Or, yeah, it's like, oh, no, I'm okay, guys, I'm okay. That's one of my favorite whale stories. I can't explain to this day how that happened. It just kind of trade of thought. I wish I could touch whale. Bang, it was right there, like that. I mean, they were in the area, whales in the area in BC, yeah. in Victoria, yeah. So I'm just getting back with that whale story. I'm just saying, we don't know so much. There's so much we don't know about nature, you know? We're still learning, you know? And we've looked at it through the lens of what we can understand yeah. is therefore what they can understand. Yeah. And the answer is no. Like we used to, so this book, that Sounds of Life, super, super interesting because they talk about that that perspective that we've come from. And, you know, they were saying, well, you know, when we were teaching, um, I think it was Bobo, the chimpanzee, where they were teaching it sign language to speak. And it's like, why are we teaching it our I, language? How about thought, understanding how the how they speak to one another? I thought, I also thought Bobo, I also actually watched Bobo, I said, I said, Bobo heard just, you mean the stupid humans, I'll just do what they do. <laughs> Way smarter than us. Yes, right, we're, yeah. we're putting human conditions on animals' perceptions, and that's the problem, right? Yeah. We're, limit, yeah. we're limiting our we're limiting our views on how they view things. I mean, they're absolutely, for us. absolutely. And you know, some one of the other things that we really limit ourselves is with understanding how other people, how you, how someone who's blind, how someone who's had an acquired brain injury. I saw that you had Bob Murphy on. Oh Bob yeah, Murphy, yeah. Very right? good. You know, like how he has to navigate sound. Yeah, because yeah. of because of the brain acquired brain injury. I didn't know that there was such a thing until I met Bob. I thought it was strokes or this and yeah. that. No, people can. And so it affects their balance. It affects their memory. It affects. And, and so a friend of mine, I don't know if you got to see the hot doc yet of um, do you hear what I hear? It's now streaming on CBC. I'll send you a link to it. But okay, it's um, it's about my friend Daniela, who's blind okay. and how she navigates the city having to listen to it. And if you have, if she goes by like construction, I said, what's the worst construction? Because it's constant, it's pounding. It's those, it's those engines you were talking about muffles, everything muffles, pedestrian signals, muffles, other, other vehicles. And I mean, you know, I, I'm all for micro mobility, but like those stand up scooters and stuff like that, you know, they, people aren't navigating think they're thinking that everybody can see them. Um, any any one of those. So the, I'm thinking of the stand-up kick scooters. Yeah. Um, but still it, it it is we need to design our roads and design our um mobility so that everyone can hear them. And my my standard for that is 55 decibels because 55 okay. decibels is when health impacts occur from noise. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure, and I mean some Teslas and electric vehicles now have the you know, for <laughs> forwards and backwards and stuff. Yeah, kills me. They, those need to be those need to be in place for for these other vehicles so that we actually. Well, even all, all commercial vehicles, a lot of commercial vehicles have like uh, garbage trucks, all that. You know, that beep beep noise. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that drives a lot of people crazy. So apparently, there's um, it's called broadband sirens that are lower in frequency. And I remember hearing a city truck had one of those, and it kind of sounds like a. Rah, rah. It's like, yeah. it kind of sounds like a duck in a way, but. That if you've got garbage trucks using that, then it it would that would be less disturbing for people, even though they'll still get woken up by the clamor. But there's lots of vehicles that back up with those beepers. But apparently that's regulated by the province. Yeah, not it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. So we need to get the province, <clears throat> who, again, is, you know, 
sending us crickets. I found um, that I was I was find that funny these noises like, like a, a garbage truck, you know, like you make a beep beep beep. Like a, I feel like it's funny. Don't you know you're backing out? You need somebody to remind you. <laughs> you know, like what? It's a standard. You know, I, I, what, I, I was going to question. Why do you even put that in place? I mean, it hasn't that long that's had that, right? It's not like it's been around for fifty years, has it? Like that whole standard. I'm, I'm not sure, but noise typically has been studied the most in occupational health and safety. It is to protect the employer from liability mm -hmm. so that the employees don't have hearing loss. That's why you have these dose meters and stuff like that that are right by the ears so they can measure how much you know sound the ear is, is having. But once you get off the construction site and onto public roads, who yeah. protects the public? Yeah. You know, I, I was filming a garbage truck the other day just because I wanted <laughs> to see what kind of happened. And, and and the guy was being guided up the up the alley, up the laneway by a worker. But then as soon as they got on the road, free for all, yeah. you know, worker <laughs> went away, waved, see you later. And, you know, and we just had somebody yesterday killed St. Clair and Winona Drive, yeah. Yeah. Um, a garbage truck, you know, like that's just. And that doesn't have anything to do with sound, but it has to do with safety on our roads, you know? And we just need to change that whole dialogue. All of that needs to change, but that's asking some pretty big wheels and some pretty well-funded um, organizations. And I think that's why, if, if, I know we're probably gonna have to wrap up soon, but when I looked at um, construction, automotive, um, even amplified sound, so the club owners and stuff, and the music people, they're all very well organized. Us, not so much, you yeah. know? And so that's where I really wanted to create a, so this is No More Noise Toronto. There is also a No More Noise Guelph. There could be a No More Noise Kingston. There could be a yeah. No More Noise Chicago. So that we actually start to come together because not every city is gonna need to have the same solutions, but we need to organize and we need to equip people to be able to make a difference. And that was one of my biggest, my biggest goals is to, I'm gonna collect the data, I'm going to depute as much as I can, but it has to be bigger than me and people need to show up. We are a silent majority yeah, that needs to find to our organize, voice. Yeah. I think so when they, that, uh, they opened the docks there up on, on my lakeshore years ago and the people on the island complained about the, the amount of noise that came from that island just from a distance. I remember oh, yeah. that they fought that in courts. I don't know what happened, but uh, it was ridiculous. Like it's three or yeah. four o'clock in the morning, you know, this yeah. big, the big entertainment assembly. You know, yeah. so I got about uh, five minutes left. So uh, I was going to say, I think, you know, you do it, you have the lights on Toronto. I love to do that, see that no, no noise Toronto for like for one day, one evening or one day or whatever, you know, that would, yeah. that would open people's eyes and their ears as well. It yeah. Yes, it would. Makes yes, people turn to the green economy and all that. And uh, just the whole area, you know, rec recognizing what this is the obvious. This isn't the obvious side. This is I've had I've been battling this for years since a kid growing up. You're in you no, know, I didn't even know I had low frequency until you're in the military. And then you, then I, I explain they put you they put you this massive testing like big time in boots and oh, oh it's nuts. But uh, the thing is, it, and they teach you how to tune things out. So you learn how to fine tune things out of your system as it'll affect you in a certain way. And they actually teach you that you can do body language. When you get certain noises, like if you're walking or whatever, you can do certain things with your body and move in certain ways to adapt and the noise affecting your system, which is kind of neat, you know. Somebody was telling me that if you hum, 
that yes. creates a frequency or yep. something in your ears that can block out certain things. So I was like, yep. okay, so let's just go around humming all the time. I'll be walking around like you like you're humming away. Uh, I'm gapping the noise, you know. Here comes the noise. Here comes the noise to an area. Along the humming all. Yeah, just things like that. You can do. Uh, even like when like when you're cold outside of the bus stop, you sing when you, when you sing within your system, like sing a song in your system, you keep warm all the time. You know, yeah. it's like that little yeah. links. Of, yeah. But nature's yeah. my biggest thing for, uh, I learned, I had an interview on my, uh, on uh, it's on a different website, it's on the uh, War 20 website, different the uh, candidates. I had an interview with, uh, I'm going to put on the cruise, cruise and clothes, it's with Trevor Sutton. We did an interview at, at Bluffers Park, and in, in the interview, it's like an hour, it's like about an hour, in the interview, you can hear the birds in the background, we're talking with the, it's so cool, like it's just the people are walking by, we're just having a casual talk, interviewing and talking about the, the, the candidates. And you can hear the a we can hear a lark, we can hear a blue jay, the distance. It was so quiet. It was so nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I wish you could have yeah. it all the time, you know? Well, we're supposed to be a city within a park, but we're yes. not. We're, not. We're racetracks within a park. And uh, we're, we're, we are racetracks within the city, you know? And that's just where um, I think we can come along. I think this is the opportunity. So January 11th mm -hmm. is when people can warm a seat at the at the committee. Uh, meeting. Some people can depute. I'm going to be doing email templates beforehand so that people can send in emails, but then everything gets voted on in the first week of February at City Hall. So this is the window that we have to make a difference. Once this is done, I'm interested in looking at noise from a federal, provincial level, maybe yeah. doing a, a no noise day or something like that, then, you know, because like, um... the fight won't be over. The bylaw review yeah. will not be enough to address the issues. Have you thought of like have you thought about like doing videos like showing like when you when you go for the uh, and January like hey, this is what is before noise and after noise and those people see visually as well like just for examples you know if you need me to do any video for you for doing that I'll love to do it you know make a video and just give it to you and you can do whatever you want with it just say this is what happens during traffic during rush hour noise non noise you know mm -hmm. peaceful talking people's reactions you know when you see yeah, yeah. like video Videotape people's reaction when they're walking by, so you're going to ask them for permission and see how the reaction will either the noise or construction. And showing a video of people walking in the park, the big difference. And people see that. I find the visual with some of the cities, with city, especially city, not the city council, but even government, visuals help a big time for that, you know? So. Absolutely. A picture tells a thousand stories, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I may I will have three to five minutes for my deputation, so I, it's going oh, to be really uh, short and sweet, right? I mean, boy, you have I'll to. Do a, I'll do a deputation. Give you ten more minutes. Give it to me. I need yes, it. Uh, Keep the time. Okay. I'm actually, I want to depute twice. I want to depute once for my yeah, story. Yeah, there's been people on twice. Yeah, I've seen people go on two or, or two or three, at least twice for sure. During Good, because I want to do one on behalf of No More Noise and one on my story because they're they're both very different. Yeah, I saw with the uh, young girl with uh, Robert, Robert, you know Robert Richardson? Have yeah. You yeah. Well, she did, uh, She during the deputation, they had one guy came on. He was actually against it, but he came on twice, right? And he just wore a different tie. <laughs> But uh, he was on twice, so if he can come on, he, you know, you can do it twice, whatever. You're in between maybe a certain time period or whatever, not right after the other. Sure so, so. That's so anyway, you got one minute left. So all your stuff's on your website, and uh, you can get on information. NoMoreNoiseToronto.com. Okay, and what important dates are January 11th and also? The February, the first week of February 6th, 7th, and 8th is when City Council is going to be voting on everything. So if you come to nomorenoisetoronto.com, sign up for my newsletter. That is the best way to get all the information to keep informed and to find your voice so that we can have a better sounding Toronto and all sleep better at night. I got one minute left before I get cut off. So we're saying thank you so much, Ingrid. I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time. Noise is a big thing for me, especially big time. 
I saw your plateau and I'm going to promote I'll put a link to your, uh, I'll send a copy of the videos. You can do whatever you want with it. And if you need me for any videotaping, for any, let me know. I'm glad to do it, you know? And uh, awesome. it's great. Yeah, you're, you're an amazing, you're, so amazing much, Phil. you're an amazing lady. And I love what you're niche. And then this is to be, you're setting a precedent right now. You're going to get cut off soon. You're setting a precedent. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much for just sharing that with us, you know? And, and now you, you, have, you, have more, you, you have more time with me than the other one. <laughs> Thanks so much. You take well, care. I appreciate it. I can do an update. You. We'll come back and update next year and do an update what's going on with that, you know? And yeah. see. Yeah. Just do, a program. just do a program. Let's do a yeah. So have a good okay. weekend, Ingrid, and you just sleep well. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> I'll just end it down. So.